guaranteed win for them. You know, it's going to be a 50 50 game. Yep. It was just who can make that one big play. And they all started going crazy. Their coach was like, they're going for it for two. I was like, I was like, all right, they want to get after it. And you know, we put our best effort out there. Everybody bared down and we out on top. in there and expected some type of some type of run you know I actually expected a toss or something off the perimeter but you know hit the sneak right, right into the meat of our, our defense and our guys you know made the play they like they've been doing all year those guys the penalty moves the ball a yard and a half and I'm confident in our guys like I said I'm confident in our ability to get a yard and a half and we were contemplating a lot of different plays uh, during the timeout we knew we only had a yard and a half to get and we figured you know what better way to you know take home the win than with uh, just a sheer show of strength? But um, when we had, we all had faith in our guys up front. I had faith in the guys behind me to get me there, but um, unfortunately it didn't work out. That's what these games are about. It's 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 who's gonna you know who's gonna step up in that key situation, that key moment. And um, you know our defense is playing playing lights out, and that was a great job. You know. And, our guys work real hard to get their bodies prepared for a play like that. So. Just keep the tradition going, right? We didn't want to upset anybody here. We knew we got this dub. We knew if we played hard, we'd get it. Uh, that, was, that was one of the most defensive games I've ever been a part of. And I've been playing, and not only this game, but I've been playing football for a long time. And that was, that was one hard fought by both teams. I don't think there's any mystery why both of us are going to the playoffs, I guess. I mean, you know, we both played a pretty good football game, played hard, played really well on defense, I think, both sides. And, um, you know, I'm proud of these guys. I'm proud of the effort. I'm proud of everything that they did. You know, we're going to learn from it. The good thing is we get to, we get to come back tomorrow and practice and prepare to play on Tuesday. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the meat grinder your weekly dose of high school football in connecticut and i am your host sean patrick bully and with me as always is peter Berguaga. peter how are you good sean how are you man good to i'm be back. wiped out i'm i'm exhausted oh i'm toast i'm I, completely toast i feel like i have two anvils tied to my eyelids at yeah this time. We're, we're, we're doing this for you the listener yeah oh my goodness we're here I feel like Friday I'm, after Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is contrary to popular belief. This is why we call it the meat grinder. That was a meat grinder. I got poured through this Thanksgiving week, but uh, it is so worth it because I love Thanksgiving football. And guess what? Thanksgiving football was awesome. It it really was. I was driving home from Darien yesterday, and I just like tweeted out. I was like, I love today. Ugh. I was like, I this is. It was just so. It was, so it was such a great atmosphere. And it was just like such a nice day, and I just loved everything about it we're, until we got home. <laughs> we're going to get to all that in a second. But at the top of the show, you heard uh, you heard from the just absolute chaotic scene over at the McClary Complex in Cheshire where probably one of the better football games I've seen in a long time. Um, Cheshire and Southington duking it out, mono a mono, haymaker, blow for blow. It was like Rocky and Apollo in the ring together. They were just killing each other. And uh, it was just, they and they was the most evenly matched game, every down to the final uh, stats and the final play. 
Nothing was decided after the regulation. Nothing was decided after the, after the first overtime. We went to a second overtime. And what happened? Well, fittingly, came down, it, was like, it was just like, let's see who's stronger, bigger, faster, and just wants it more. That's what that game came down to. A yard and a half Cheshire needed. Southington jumped off sides, got half the distance to the goal line, and at that point, you're going to be forced to take your two-point conversion in the next overtime. Might as well try it now. Cheshire seized the opportunity. They got in there. Jason Stamella, just a quarterback dive that he had scored on earlier in the game for, the, for Cheshire's only regulation touchdown. But this time, it was Ryan Andrews, the big fella, number 75, plugging the gap. It was a triple team right on him on the quarterback sneak. And he stood up and withstood the Cheshire charge. And, he, and his teammates came in. You saw Billy Carr jump in there. Uh, and they stopped it and, and bedlam at the McClary Complex. An absolute incredible game. Uh, Cheshire and Southern, they've been building up to this for weeks. Cheshire was all fired up to win this game, and they came up literally inches short. It was a great game. Yeah, I think I said last week that I was surprised that a lot of people were picking Cheshire because I thought Southern Kim was going to win easily. Uh, obviously, I was wrong. You know, maybe I underestimated the impact of that rivalry and Cheshire really hasn't been in it in the last couple of years. And I don't think their schedule kind of showed that they can compete at that level, but I was wrong. So uh, shout out to, to the Rams, Will Bergen, my boy. Love that guy. Played great. Um, Will Bergen played great. One of the best kids in the state. So uh, great game. And both these, look, both these teams are going to the playoffs. I understand why Drush went for two because like there is a tomorrow, you know, they, they, they already knew that they were going to go to the playoffs. I think he's so going okay for two. I think he was going for two even if they needed to win to get in. I don't know about that. I That's do. hard. That is hard because – Because you're going to double over. You're, you're going triple, to triple, but you're getting the ball first. So you so you get the ability to set the tone uh, in the third fair. overtime. It's a fair point. But you're a yard – I mean, you want you're gonna have to make that decision or something. It's gonna come down to that. It's, it was that close a game. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest with you. I guarantee you, the kids wanted to go for they it. They did. I mean, you know, so Shamilla I get that. I just did. I think if they needed if they needed to win to get in, I don't know if they go for two there. But look, uh, let's be honest. I think I think Cheshire has a better matchup in double L in the uh, double L play. Yeah, anyways, so. that was the thing of it, and you could not really. That you, was we that, didn't know for the guys who wanted to hear it on Cheshire. I mean, I'm looking at the playoff points as they were going on the CIA on my mobile phone, which I actually lost. I dropped it in the scrunk and my hat blew off and I ran after my hat and I lost my phone. <laughs> so shout out, shout out to Steve Jafona or the guys over at Cheshire who actually found that and brought it up to the press box. Thanks a lot. Um, but uh, you, for the, the Cheshire didn't want to hear about playoffs. They were crushed. It was yep. like a state championship game. Well, they only have <laughs> – I'm sure they were back on the field today, so they got to get over that real fast. Yeah, though they do have to get over that real fast. But the turkey – man, yeah, the turkey was, wasn't – was tasting a little gamey if you were a Cheshire Ram. Some of the funny st- stuff I uh, – Shamilla, who got stuffed, he was like – he started – he was kind of left on the field as Southern and celebrating around him, and he uh, he started to, like, sit up, and the, the head – the referee, the the head ref, came over to help him up, and he and he start he started to accept it, and then he's just like, no, I'm not, I I can't, I can't get up. I I'm just I'm staying right here. <laughs> just soak it all in, and you know that happened uh, in my game. Just to turn to the Darian Newcanaan game, like Jackson Peters didn't leave the field, like after the game. Um, right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. After the game, he he was just watching Newcanaan celebrate on the field, and that's a moment 
that if you know they rally and win, Darian rallies and wins double L or Cheshire does, like that's going to be a moment where maybe that was the turning point. You know, as Bill Simmons likes to say, every championship season has that DVD moment. You know, that yeah. moment that's going to be on the DVD, and maybe that's Jason Chamilla's moment where he's like, you know, I sat there and I was thinking like we really wanted this game and, and that made me want to play better the next three games to win a title. We'll get to that game in a second, but to, to your point, um, you know, the Cheshire didn't want to have it. They didn't want to hear about silver linings, but the guys who were, were wanted to hear it, I started to try to figure out the scenario. Well, what, cause there's still some outstanding games. I think Ward had not yet. Well, that was a good <laughs> Ward hadn't beaten Ludlow yet. That wasn't official, but uh, you know, I think if you're Cheshire, you like where you are. I think you like your your draw there. You take your chance. You know, you, I think they think they're probably better than Simsbury. I saw Simsbury in, 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 against Southington, and Southington took care of Simsbury pretty easily. Now, I haven't seen Simsbury since. They might have gotten to, it together. We'll see. But I think Cheshire likes where they are right now. And you never know in the playoffs. You know, I've seen so many times teams get in. They think they're going to blow some team out. People already penciling teams into the semifinals, and the next thing you know, the other team beats them. Yeah. So, like, that's another consideration. There's no, there's nothing, nothing's a gimme here in the playoffs. I don't care who you are. So let's break down all the state playoff matchups, and we'll get to the, some of the games that happen as, as we tell you what happened here. But the, the the CIC's committee has met. They have approved the points, and here we go. In Class Double L, the pairings are number one Newtown, which defeated Massick. In another defensive slugfest. I mean, I like I said, those games are you know those games are just tremendous. Those Newtown Massacre games, but they win seventeen to two. They did not give up an off, uh, offensive touchdown. Newtown is your top seed, the only undefeated team left in Class Double L, and they face number eight Norwich Free Academy, which gave the business to their rival New London with Shelton across the state, absolutely livid at the fact that NFA got in uh, at seven and three. And played not not only didn't beat the teams that Shelton beat, they lost to Shelton. So Shelton, I know <laughs> they were upset, and they were tweeting at CIC Sports. They said we beat this team up by three or four touchdowns. They they lost to West Haven. We didn't. They lost to Prep. We didn't. They got accumulated all their points from Killingly and a bunch of small school uh, schools out in the ECC. Then they are sitting home in NFA. They're sitting there and. You know, and I feel you, Shelton. I said this on George DeMeo's show. I feel you. I feel you. Like, it, it, it doesn't seem fair. But every year we have that one team that is like, like Ridgefield, too, a couple of years, a couple of years ago. Staples got in. They beat Staples. They couldn't figure it out. I already said it on George DeMeo's show on Wednesday night. And, look, I, I know. And then the Derby, not that they would have got in with the Derby points if the Derby was counted. But that's tough for Shelton. A tough way to go out. But, you guys, you did what you had to do. You beat Derby and uh, and and you go out there, but you, yeah, they like, might have lost to Shelton, and that sucks. We saw it a couple of years ago with Richfield and Staples, right? And Staples gets into seven and three. Richfield is seven and three. They're nine. Staples is eight, and Richfield beats Staples. It is the point system that we play on, and there's a lot of different things that maybe we would like to change. But at the end of the day, NFA got the point. Shelton did it. You know, you can say they did this, but and we, I know you talked about it on the Mayo Show and and on Coach's Show, and we talked about it as well. Shelton plays Derby. Yes, that's a tradition, but at the end of the day, that's not NFA's fault. Right. NFA's fault isn't 
that you guys are playing this 120-year rivalry that has nothing to do with NFA. And I feel like we're kind of taking away from NFA. And that's not fair to NFA because those kids played just as hard and competed every week just like Shelton did to get there. And you know what? This is a rallying point for NFA. You got to check out our Instagram. NFA versus everybody. I love that. If they had a better matchup in double L, I might, you know, put all my weight behind that but yeah. well they have some history nfa in newtown they yep. played last year if you remember newtown you know gave him i was there gave him trouble and then you go all the way back to marcus outlaws uh who's an assistant coach his brother is a is a, is a running back on the team you got another outlaw you got to worry about their uh newtown and their receivers are great and uh they've really come on late with with a quarterback and so you take your shot, and Shelton, you just feel for Shelton, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, guys. And going after NFA about it, they had nothing to do with it, man. And, uh, you know, and, and NFA guys, just leave them alone, all right? Yeah, one day it might be you. So anyway, that's that was the big thing there. So anyway, let's just run down the, the rest of Class L. Simsbury is the fourth seed at 9-1. and one. They're going to play Cheshire, which uh, fell just down to number five. And so now Cheshire goes up to Simsbury. And they will get the winner of Newtown. Whoever wins that will get the Newtown NFA winner. Going on the other side of the bracket, Southington jumps all the way up to number two because Darian lost. Darian might have gotten that number one seed and things would have been a little different. But Southington goes gets the number two seed and they're going to host Ridgefield at uh, Fontana Field in the quarterfinals. And finally, Darian, by losing to New Canaan, you got to play Greenwich again. And at this time, it's at uh, Darian High School. You know what happened? We all both know what happened the last time. Greenwich feels like it let one get away. They went up to Darien. They let Darien go up three scores on him, came back to tie it, had a chance to go and probably even win the game 28-27. Instead, they spiked the ball on fourth down, and they want it. Now they get their mulligan. This is a, a game we thought was going to be in the, in the finals. We, in the we finals. were hoping for the finals. Yeah, but now we're going to get it in the first round. So what do you think of the class double L field, Pete? I think – I think this is one of the beneficiaries of the alliance. I think we have eight of the best teams in Double L playing. You could argue Shelton, obviously, but oh, look I, at I would argue Shelton's probably the yeah. One, the, but Shelton's the one missing. So we got eight of nine, right. right? I mean, you look down at the other teams who just missed out, and I think we got it right. Yeah, if you look at the rest of the teams here, listen. You know what? If you're if you go seven and three, you know you, you, fate's not in your hand. If you go seven and three, if you go ten and zero. Oh, that's how you take care of business. You gotta, you know, you beat the team. You gotta beat if you beat Newtown, if you beat Cheshire, Cheshire uh, Shelton, you would be here right now. So that's the other thing uh, people aren't really kind of taking into account. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's. I don't think it's as strong as that double L field. I think it's wide open. Yeah, I think this is wide open, and I think any of these. I think there's. I wouldn't say any of them, but I think there's five teams that can win a state title out of this bracket. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, I would say, I, I think, it, I would not be shocked to see maybe six of these teams. Six, yeah, yeah, I could see six, yeah. So that is your class double L field. You saw the uh, Darian. What happened, Pete? You were at that know. game. You were at the Turkey Bowl on their home field. I don't know field. if it was the early That's, start or uh, whatever. Thirty-seven but. game win streak at Darian High School comes to a unceremonious end, twenty to nothing. Yeah, wow. they. Um, they Where'd didn't you go, Darian? They didn't. They weren't at uh, Darian High. I'll tell you that one. They might they have must, physically been there. They might have gone to Boyle. Yeah, <laughs> they might have thought the game was a Boyle because, you know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, they just they couldn't move the ball and they had chances when they did move the ball and they weren't able to capitalize. But the big part of the game was was New Canaan's game plan. 
whatever Lou and and uh, Chris Silvestri and AJ Albano, you know, just guys that I know off the staff. Um, it's a game plan that they came up with. I mean, they they had an idea of what they wanted to do on offense. They wanted to score early, and then they were going to run the ball. They weren't going to give the ball to Darien, and and we saw that in time of possession. New Canaan had the ball for 34 minutes. Wow. And Darien, I think, only had it for like 13. It was something crazy like that. And uh, you were just kind of shaking your head like, what's going on? But there was always that feeling that if Darien was able to score, the game would change, but they never did. And shout out to Chris Silvestri. Uh, Lou told me after the game, like, he credited a lot of the defense to Chris. And you, if you know high school football in Connecticut, you know Chris Silvestri. Mm-hmm. He's one of the top assistants in the state. Could yep. be a head coach at almost any Probably program in the state. Probably should be somewhere. They just got to uh, find the right spot I was him. talking to him before the game. He's at he's at midfield. He's got his headphones on. He's uh, You're thinking Panera, you know, Panera, yeah, ACDC. Like, yeah, what's he listening to? So I'm like, hey, coach, like, what do you got on? He's like, ah, live Lisa Loeb. <laughs> live. He's showing me. He's like, live is so much better. I'm like, that's what's up. So then after the game, and they played great. Their defense was awesome. This is <laughs> Hold it. on got- a second. It's such a Gen X thing, man. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't care. But was, he, was he like emo? What did, he, did he have on like know. his black jacket and, you know, eyeshadow? <laughs> he was in it. Don't and care. It. They, uh, they, it was a, they, their defense played great. This is, I don't think this is the same team from five, six weeks ago. They got a lot of guys back, most notably Drew Guida who came up with an interception at the end of the game. He missed like eight games, seven, eight games this year. Uh, Really nice to see him back out there. And then at the end of the game, I went up to Chris, and I was like, hey, that was an awesome game plan. Like, you guys played well. And he looks at me and goes, Lisa Loeb, baby. (laughs) Lisa Loeb. And I'm like, that's the song. I listened to Lisa Loeb on the way home. I was like, I got to listen. You only hear what I want to. And and then even, you know, this was was a huge part. It's 14-0 New Canaan in the first quarter. And the winds were swirling everywhere yeah. yesterday. It was windy out, man. But you know what? Southern didn't even care. I didn't even get to that. <laughs> Southern did, did not care. Like, Vitty had, a, like, a, like six catches, like, all in the second. He was kid, that kid was great, too. Yeah. You talk about guys who were great in that game. And, anyway, getting uh, back to your game. But yeah, it was, it and was windy. so Darian's driving, and they're, they're, within, they're inside the 15, I think. And it's second down, and they less than 30 seconds left. They run a play. Boom. Lou runs out, calls a timeout. I'm looking around. Like, <laughs> it's the first quarter. What the heck is he doing? Yeah, Lou, you burning timeouts? Yeah, already? Lou doesn't burn timeouts. No. And uh, now I look at the clock, and I look at the direction that they're going, and I'm like, oh, this makes sense. They're going to force Darian to finish their drive going this way. Yeah. So they run third down. He calls another timeout with two seconds left, forces Darian to either try and kick into the wind or go for it, and they go for it. New Canaan holds, and they get the ball back. It was – I mean, that was coaching right there. And – I'm not. You don't need to hear from me that Lou Marinelli's a good coach and that the New Canaan staff's a good staff. But it was one of those times in a high school game where you look and you go, "That was that was like a huge play that wasn't you know done by one of the kids. Like that was a coaching moment. And that yeah. was great." Yeah. Speaking of uh, New Canaan, you know it's it's amazing eight and two and they were they were biting their nails trying to figure out whether they needed to get they needed to win to get in at that point. But at this time, <laughs> as we talked about last week. New Canaan was already in the night before. Yeah, which is, you know, I I asked him, I I go, Lou, I go, even I asked Drew Pine, I was like, did you think that not only was it possible to get in, but to host a a quarterfinal game after those two losses in the middle of the season? I mean, everything had to break their way, and it did, and a lot of it was, you know, you can blame on the CCC. A lot of it is a class. Weathersfield, Newington, Maloney, and Windsor. 
three of those four teams got in. They all played each other at the end of the year. Yeah. And they all beat each other. Maloney beat Weathersfield. Newington beat Maloney. Weathersfield beat Newington. Windsor beat other people. Maloney beat Windsor. And yeah. they all kind of just beat each other up. And that really opened the field for New Canaan, who played, you can argue, they had much higher um, point totals to get with their schedule with having Ridgefield and St. Joe's on there and obviously Darianne. Remember, New Canaan last year was double O, and they would have gotten in there too. I think they might have needed to win to get in. It's possible. I, I really don't know. I'd have to look at that. But so, Class L is all set. The number one scene is you know, St. Joseph Hogs, which took care of Trumbull, complete their undefeated season. Wow. Wait, hold on a second. When was the last time St. Joseph finished the season undefeated? They tweeted it out. I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> Someone tweeted it. I, I I just realized like they didn't they weren't undefeated in the years they won the, all those state champ. I think was it the fourteen team? No. I thought I swear I saw. Saint Joe would always lose like the Darien or Greenwich or something crazy or New Canaan or yeah. something like that. Even thirteen, that's a good accomplishment for Saint Joseph. That's a that's a, a trem- and the FCI coming out of there undefeated for Saint Joe. It's been a while. Oh, first unbeaten season since eighty three. That is. Is that Eddie McCarthy territory, or was he in eighty? Was he at West Haven in '83? I wasn't alive in '83. <laughs> I don't know that, but that's the, you were going back to the old Hog days. Uh, well, last time St. Joseph finished the season unbeaten, and all the state championships they won over the last decade, um, and and it's a lot. It's like five. Uh, St. Joseph's not unbeaten one of those times. They weren't even the best team in the FCAC any of those years. Now they can. You know what? It's a legit title. I mean, it may not be for the FCX champion. You didn't have to play like, you know, Granite. You didn't play Darianne, but just by the, by the way, Darianne played. And looking at Granite, I think uh, I think St. Joseph's got a pretty legit Yeah, I think they're the best team in the FCX this year. But The uh, the Hogs are going to play the team they beat, <laughs> beat up earlier in this season, but they're going to play Wilton, the number eight seed, which is uh, qualified for the Class L playoffs for the first time since all the way back in 1995. I was alive for that. <laughs> The Warriors, Wilton. There has been so many years that they've been seven and three, and they just missed out by you know just the way the the class fell out. And Class L this year was just a you know dog eat dog, and and Wilton this time, even though that you know they they lost to New Canaan, they lost to St. Joseph, they got creamed by St. Joe, who didn't, and then they also they lost another big one to Ridgefield. They can't seem to get over that at seven and three. Usually that's a that for Wilton means you're out. So congratulations to Coach EJ Donazio. His second year as head coach. Getting in there and getting the Warriors in. They're going to have to play St. Joseph at Trumbull. Not exactly the team you wanted to see. And if they somehow pull that upset out, they're, they're, they could face New Canaan in the second round. I mean, so tough road for Wilton. But, hey, congratulations to uh, to, the, to Phillips and Hizzy and uh, all those guys for getting in. And Gublin and congratulations. And long, you- long overdue. I know the Phillips family, they've had a run of uh, kids go through that program. To have the to have Phillips get in there, that that's a tremendous yeah. job. And I think you know, just like we talked about in Double L, I think these are the eight best teams. I think so. That get in. I, I mean, you look at you look at who missed Quinnebog from the Tech Conference, uh, Windsor, whose losses are to Newington, Bridgeport Central, Maloney, uh, Notre Dame, West Haven. <laughs> Notre Dame, West Haven was you know in trouble from the start, opening with hand in St. Joe's. Yeah. Um, they're behind the eight ball. So yeah, to speak. so I mean, you know, you look at Massick and it's the best. It's the best. You, know, you look at Massick; they lost to Windsor, Cheshire, Weston, and Newtown. You could argue that Berlin should be back in Class M. I do, but uh, and maybe that's one of the better stories, though. I'm yeah. happy for him. But it was funny. I was talking to one of the assistant coaches from Berlin on Wednesday night at uh, Weatherfield, and he was like, 
St. Joe's better than last year? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, really? I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Their whole defense is back. Sheardon's back. Diamantis, Hutcherson, uh, Joe's, they're all back. Yeah. And uh, I go, but I go, David Summers isn't there anymore, so that's good. <laughs> but Jack Wallace has been awesome. But Jack so. Wallace is a baller, man. <laughs> yeah. That kid. He's a football player. He is a he's a damn good football player. Um, that, so here's the rest of the field. New Canaan getting a home game. They're going to play, play Weathersfield, uh, the number five seed. Hand is your number two seed at 10-0. And, and another 10-0 season for Hand back-to-back. Uh, they didn't go 10-0 the year the year before because they lost to Shelton, but they're going for their third. The defending champs going for their third consecutive title, and everybody, I don't care who you are in this class, everybody be, beyond your team thinks that that's going to be a showdown there on opposite sides of the bracket. Everyone thinks that's going to be the showdown uh, wherever on December 14th. So and they're going to play Newington, you know, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> that's a tough call for New- Newington, which Weathersfield beat. On, in their season finale Wednesday night, they beat them 35 nothing in a game. And Newington, talk about teams that didn't show up. Yeah. Newington did not show up in that game. No, and finally, Maloney beats up Platt. Your, your, you did, your, your trend didn't work out in the Stoddard no, Bowl. Maloney gets not. in there. That's another great story. They graduated everybody, basically, from last year's team. You were basically pouring dirt on the grave before they even kicked off the season. Kevin didn't give me any good information. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> I stand by Kevin that. knew he had, had some he guys he, he just wanted to him. see. But the, now they play a Berlin team in there that uh, it's it's really Berlin 2020 a year early. I think that's kind of like what you look at. Them. All yeah. the stars, you know, Zach Rubiek gone and... You know, I don't know. Maybe some some of these guys going to come back. Liberta or anybody? I I, I don't know. No, Liberta's a senior. Undercuffler's a senior. No, I mean like, are they going to be able to play in this quarterfinal? Oh, healthy. I don't know. I don't. Well, anyway, I so that really that's know. an interesting matchup. You saw the Weathersfield Newington game the night before, and uh, you know, give us a little preview of them going into. What are they chances? I mean, Weathersfield going to going to New Canaan, Dunning Stadium. That's a rough. That's they a were ride. Rooting, they must have been rooting hard for Darien. Yeah, now they're like they oh. um or actually, you know what. Maybe they would have. I mean, let's see. Maybe they would have been the four. Well, and play I thought they were going to play Berlin if New Canaan would have lost. Yeah. Well. But I mean, anyway, you know, it's, um, it's I'll tell you this about Weatherfield, and I didn't get to see it the first time when I saw them play against Maloney. But Connor Pace, Oof. as Matt McKinnon liked to say, head coach of Weatherfield, he's a man. He's a dude. Like yeah. he is a, he is a dude. baller, and uh, he was awesome. Newington really couldn't get anything going offensively. They didn't get a first down to the second half. Right. Um, Coach Jason Pace was visibly upset after that game, and rightfully so. I mean, when I broke to him that Massic lost and they were in, he just kind of was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, he kind of just, like, shrugged his shoulders. And, you know, I get that. I understand that. Um, they really couldn't get the offense going. And uh, they're going to have to find it if they're going to want to run with New Canaan, who, who has found a running game now. They got a, three-runned, uh, they got a three-headed attack there. Offense, uh, not including well. Drew Pine, who who can move really well too. What a great kid! And then we're I'm glad to see them back in the playoffs. We'll see how that goes. Everyone's looking at that St. Joseph hand showdown. We're going to make the picks in a little bit, but should be fascinating. Moving over to Class M, the thing that I find fascinating about Class M is that out of all the teams that were in last year's playoff, only one is returning, and that is Rockville, which completed their undefeated season. I I th- like I've been saying all year. I think the Rock is restored, guys. No, nope. I mean, what do you got to do? You got to polish it. You got to win. You got to win a title for it to be restored. That's what Eric yeah. said, and I'm going to stand by that. Yeah, they are right. three wins away from restoring the Rock. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but uh, they got a nice little police escort into town after uh, they 
defeated Ellington in their season finale in the Route 83 Bowl. Congratulations to Rockville. I think that's only their, their third undefeated season. Yeah, last time since 95 when they went to the finals and lost to Cheshire. Rockville was playing in Class L yeah. back then. They're going to play SMSA, which squeaked in. The football gods. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Quinn asked for the football gods after their game two weeks ago, and he got his wish. And, you know, it's crazy. Kevin and Eric talk on the phone every week. Oh, really? Yeah. They t- uh, uh, um, Knickerbocker was telling me they talk on the phone every week because they didn't play this year. They didn't meet in the regular season in the Pequot schedule. Ooh. So he's like, he's like, we were joking, like, maybe these phone calls are going to have to stop. Because we're gonna, we oh, might, that's right. We he talked to us a few other. weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah. He talked about that. Yeah. Go. So, so this is you know two coaches who know each other well, two pretty good programs, and uh, we'll see. In the four-five game, you have ATI, which defeated MCW United to to finish nine and one. A, a team that we thought was going to be here all along. It was going to be either them or Bur- uh, Bullard Havens winning the CTC. And ATI is going to be hosting a game at Brookfield against nearby Weston, which is in its first state playoff since 2012 when Joe Leto was the head coach there and only the third overall in, in school history. Barlow gave it a run. They were down late, but uh, West, James Getz and Weston came back to win that. We thought that they were going to be in the playoffs since from the jump this year. They only lost that one game to New Fairfield. They got, they got, they got beat up in that game. But uh, Getz, who, who was out midseason, the Sawyers kind of carried him for a while, and Weston gets in there, and they're going to play ATI. Now, a CTC team have never won a state playoff game. Nope. Not won. It's been, it's been basically a conference for the – it's been basically a conference f- for the last 10, 12 years, and they have yet to win a state playoff game. So Weston's looking at that saying, like, you know, we they're think, locking. They're uh, they're licking their chops. They're licking their chops that game. But ATI's got some dudes, so uh, I don't necessarily. Well, we'll talk about the picks later, but uh, uh, but I'm sure Weston is thankful that they are in that side of the bracket. At least, at least then maybe can take, take their shot at Rockville later, or I don't know. We'll see if SMSA has got something. But going down to the the other side of the bracket, you have number two Waterford Ryan Backen and the. Uh, and the Lancers, who were 0-10 like two years two ago. Two years ago, yeah. Uh, getting in, uh, just a tremendous job yep. by Waterford. And in a tremendous game, East Line, uh, talk about your, there were a couple double overtime games. The Battle of the Bell, Bristol and Eastern and Central mm-hmm. uh, up there. They, that was a double overtime game. Crazy game here. But they beat East Lime in double overtime, like 33-32 to 32 or something crazy like that. And uh and Waterford in its uh, in the state playoffs. Congratulations! And they go to play Eric Shortle and the Granby Canton Bears, the co-op in their first uh, in their first year as a co-op getting yep. in there. The combined forces have gotten Granby Canton back to the playoffs. Now remember, those two teams not too long ago were in separately. Yeah, Canton in fourteen and Granby in fifteen. That great team they had with the Fields. Um, so Granby Canton. In there, they're but they're gonna they gotta go all the way down to Waterford. That's I, you know what? Ryan Backen's one of the underrated quarterbacks in this state, underrated players, and Waterford is just like title town, and they have a good a shot as any to win this. This uh, yeah, I think Mike Morrow tweeted it out. They've won the boys basketball and the baseball championships um, in the last calendar year. In that dangerous quarterfinal game, that there's always that one quarterfinal game. Like I think Darian Grant is the one. Yep. Where it's like it, it's it's. Why couldn't we get this later on in the in the bracket? In Class L, maybe there isn't one so much, but in in Class M, killingly, the number three seed, nine and one, only lost to NFA on a hook and lateral play. They get 
number six to Fairfield, which took care of business. You know, it was New Milford, by the way. Shout out to uh, Sean Murray and New Milford. They, they gave it a little bit of a run there. Everyone was talking about New Fairfield so good. They beat up East Haven. They smoked Weston. They're a good team. They, they, they came back strong after the rough start of the season. 0-2. They've won eight straight to get here. Just like last year. Last year, they didn't get in. This year they're in, and nobody, and I talked to a few coaches who were in class M and in the race, nobody wanted New, new Fairfield. You said it last week, too. Nobody wanted New Fairfield in. And now, killingly, a team that I picked to win it all, I still think that they have a great shot to win it all. This is that game where whoever wins this one might be the favorite to come out of this bracket. Water for my have sitting something to say about it, but that is an epic matchup there at the 3-6 game. New Fairfield going all the way across the state to play killingly. Now, Killingly had to go all the way across the state to play Brookfield a few weeks ago. And uh, now they get to stay home, get a little home cooking while the Rebs go to them. I don't, I don't think any team wanted to play New Fairfield. And I think there is, there is, they are the most dangerous lower seed in any of the brackets. Yeah, that's going to be a tough call there. So it's a tough, tough bottom half of the bracket. And I think the 3-6 game is really going to decide, you know, who wins this whole thing. Um, and then finally, we go on to the... To the Class S field, well, it's the, uh, what some people are calling the Bloomfield Invitational. I know Ansonia doesn't want to hear it, but uh, they are the defending champs, and they've absolutely not been challenged once this year. Though The Warhawks, though, however, are the number three seed in this bracket, so they're going to have to face your boy and my boy, Brian Mazzone, whose team has just been thrown so much this season. And uh, you know, with with Brian's father dying tragically in the B seventeen crash uh, in the middle of the, in the early in the season, and uh, just an awful scene there. But you know, they've 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 kind of banded together to to help Coach Mazzone get through this, and uh, and honored his memory that by, by basically taking a team that had no business being here. They dra- graduated everybody, all the stars from the three state playoff previous state playoff teams, and now this is their fourth straight time in the state playoff congratulations to them just an amazing job and they got a big mountain to climb here in the first round of the game so we'll, so Ansoni gets the number one seed they're gonna play speaking of poor Plainfield they lose out to Plainville Tim Shea's teams which also gets in but Plainfield misses out by two tiebreaker points for the schedule because they played they played some teams that weren't that good. They needed every single one of those tiebreaker points. They, could, they came too short. They get the eighth seed. They have to go back to Jarvis Stadium where they got smoked a year ago in the state playoffs. So Ansonia is the one. They're going to play Plainfield. The number four, ya boys, Sheehan is back in the state playoffs for the third consecutive year. Which Told is, them not to let him in. Yeah. Don't let him in. Well, Lyman Hall put up barely a – didn't even put up a fight in that in the Carini Bowl it was 28 nothing after before you could blink and i think that if i was listening to george demeo's uh, broadcast of that game before you could blink and, and and jordan davis and terrence bogan only carried the ball five times good get him healthy so and even but bogan he sounds like bogan's a little little banged up there yeah. he's he's been all season he kind of got so i hope he's good there but they get a tough tough man a tough first round game in number 5 woodland which get this woodland is 9 and 1 and they have to go to Sheehan, which is 8-2. That yeah, tells you. but that tells you the schedule. schedule. That's the schedule. Sheehan got all those points from playing all those L and double L schools. Yeah. So Sheehan, that's, uh, you know, Ferrazzi wasn't a big fan of schedule. Yeah, it was tough. They lost eight, two games. They had to play Cheshire, North Haven, Hamden. But you know what? You guys got it. 8-2. and two. 
and you're on that side of the bracket, and it could be a showdown if they can get past Woodland. I know Woodland's dying to get back to play Ansonia again, uh, and that's been a really good team. Chris Moffo, congratulations to his guys. Uh, so the winner, 4-5, Sheehan Woodland, probably going to go to Jarvis Stadium for the semifinals on December 8th. On the other side of the bracket, Bullard Haven's back in again. Chris Pace, Jason's brother. We have the brothers. Pace brothers yeah. are in both in the playoffs. And Chris Pace has got to face another uh, a former NBL guy turned CCC coach, Tim Shea, getting Plainville back to its first state playoffs for the first time since 2010. Forks up, Timmy. Congratulations on getting in. I'm sure they, again, CTC has never won a state playoff game, and it's usually pretty ugly. I'm sure Plainville is thrilled. That they got to go down to Kennedy, they got to take the trip to Kennedy State and play the Bullard Havens Tigers. Bullard Haven has got some players though too, so it's gonna be. We'll have to see how it goes. But uh, and then finally, of course, we said Stafford's got to face Bloomfield. So the winner of Bloomfield Stafford plays the winner of Plainville and Bullard Havens. And then on the other side, Sheehan Woodland to the semifinals goes the winner, and they probably go to face Ansonia. Pete, your thoughts on Class S? Um, this is. Uh... Like, you could say what you want about Bullard Havens. They did go, and they did win their 10 games. Um, but you look at the teams who didn't get in, and I don't think there's many teams that you're like, oh, that team should have been in. Nope. Like, I think I think this is a pretty solid group of eight. I'm happy Sheen got in. I'm happy Stafford got in. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of – I've seen Holy Cross. I saw WSA. I know you've seen Coggenshaw. Like, I think Stafford is better than them. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's nothing that stands out saying, oh, this team shouldn't be and they haven't played anybody. Like, just the eye test tells tells me that the teams that are in, they're good. And they are the teams that, that should be competing for a Class S title. Yeah, Holy Cross uh, needed to win to get in, and they got shut out by Wolkett in that game. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you have your shot and you get shut out. Yep. So they're out. And then on the other, and then North Brantford, they needed a win to stay right in the hunt, and Coggenshock knocked them off. So great job by Coggenshock. Coggenshock seven and three with losses to three playoff teams. Yeah, and that was an absolutely tremendous game Wednesday night. Coggenshock was up six, uh, was it like fourteen to whatever it was, and then uh, North Brantford came flying back in. They needed to stop a two point conversion uh, to keep North Brantford out of the playoffs. So North Brantford's pretty young. They're going to be a really good team next year. You have Tyler DiNapoli, who's really good. He's like he's trying to do it all that night, and uh, you know Brandon Freda. I heard he got hurt, so that was kind of unfortunate. Uh, but uh, North Brantford's got a really bright future, and so does Coggenshaw. Coggenshaw is a pretty young team as well. They're all going to be back too. And then speaking of young teams, the Pequot. How about Valley Regional knocking off uh, HK and uh, with another John Pierre in the mix? He's a freshman, hmm? so yeah, we'll be seeing those guys yeah, soon. So that's Valley your, will be back. So that's your class. Uh, those are your. Those are your state playoff berths. I think it's a pretty good feel. I think the only one you really miss is Shelton. But, hey, you know what? That's what you get every every year. I know there's been some calls. we got to do a committee. Da, 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 da. Who, let's just hypothetically talk about this committee. Cause I, I saw the Real tweet quick. by West Haven AD John Capone. Who would be on this committee? I don't know. Coaches, they'd be biased. Would you put ADs in? They'd be biased. Mm-hmm. Would you put in league commissioners? They'd be biased. I guess, mean, guess who's you know doing what I mean? It. Like, the commissioners are... are the commissioners are hired by the ADs. Yeah. The, the coaches are hired by the, the ADs. The ADs work for the schools. They're going to want something yeah. that's beneficiary for them. And who are you going to get? You're going to get it from everywhere. If you were going to be able to do, it, if you were going to do this, you would do it in basketball first, not football. Yeah, 
But uh, who, you who need would to you have? have? Some, Just hypothetically speaking, for I, football, who would it be? Would yeah. it be us? Why would it be us? I don't want to. Do would that. they exactly? Would they want to trust us? With no. it would be you, Ned. No. Who else? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So I don't know. This committee would I'm be busy enough. I got to start determining people's futures. No, yeah, sorry. and that's a lot of pressure. There's. It's not like college football where they have like all these yeah. different people that are, are influenced and and this and this. We don't have that here. You're gonna have like former players. You're gonna get Dan Orslovsky yeah. on the committee. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, like I we said, gotta get Dan on the show first. Yeah, like I said, you should be you win your league and you're in or or your district, whatever you want to call it. That's how it should be. But that's football, anyway. So, with all that said, well, I think it's gonna be a tremendous, uh, a tremendous state championship. Uh, a couple weeks here. It's it's we're already starting to talk about the weather though. So I know there's a snowstorm coming in maybe Sunday. Um, so that that could be an issue. Let's hope it stays up. It was a beautiful week this week for the most part. It was a little, little windy on uh, Thanksgiving. It was a little cold, of course, on Wednesday night. Which guys play your games on Thanksgiving more. But otherwise, it was a great week. Uh, glad we got out of there without too many, uh, too many people, you know, biting each other's head off like last week. You know, so um, we're, we're, let's start making picks. Let's get to the picks. Yeah, we're gonna. What do you gonna, think? We're gonna start, huh? What do, what, what do you What do you think? More, more, more college fight songs? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think so. All right, all right. Let's we're gonna start. We're gonna start in class S. We're gonna make our way up the bracket. Um, all right, so we're gonna start Ansonia Plainfield. Ansonia. Yeah, I mean. and, and yeah, Ansonia. You know, until like, they face Shane or, or Bloomfield, I think nobody uh, went. Yeah, nobody lose. Nobody goes down to Jarvis and uh, well, Bloomfield <laughs> did last year. Bloomfield did last year. Um, yeah, I think Ansonia as well. All right, next game, uh, number five, Woodland at number four, Sheehan. Palmieri and the boys are going to give it a run here, but you know what? If Terrence Bogut is healthy to go, or even even Jordan Davis, I like the way they're playing. I'm going with the Titans. Yeah, and Kyle Simmons is back too. He got he came back. Uh, he got hurt in the Cheshire game, came back, played in the hand Before the, game. I don't think he played the Cheshire game. Oh, that's right. He got hurt in the North Haven game. Correct. Didn't play in the Cheshire game, came back for the Hamden game. Uh, played in the Craney Bowl as well. I'm going with Sheen. I think Sheen. I think Sheen's the only team that has a shot to knock off Bloomfield. I've said it before, so this isn't any breaking. Well, news. here's the thing. Yeah, I'd like to say that Ansonia Sheen game. Get, get your tickets now. You want to talk about good semifinals matchups? Yeah. Uh, you know, Tom Brockett, Wallingford guy. He's a Lyman Hall guy. Yep. If you guys in Wallingford, he's a Lyman Hall guy. So like. Lyman Hall is going to be, you know, sending him all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I guarantee it. I don't know how much stuff Lyman Hall could send him, but. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, well, don't believe me. He's been at plenty. Oh, plenty, yeah. Because he still lives there. Yep. So he's been at plenty of Sheen games. Oh, for sure. So uh, that should be fascinating. But we're picking quarterfinals here, so let's get to the next one. All right. We got number two, Bullard Havens, hosting number seven, Plainville. Well, I mean, listen, the CT, like I said all show, the CTC has just had a rough go. I've seen ATI. I've seen Bullard Havens when they played each other. Um, I don't think they break it this year. No, I think I, I think Plain Plainville, Plainville got smoked by uh, by Bloomfield, but they're not playing Bloomfield now. I think yep. they're going to make it to the quarterfinals, and yeah, maybe they get another shot at them. Yeah, I'm going to go with Plainville as well. Tim Shea and the boys forks up. All right, in the last quarterfinal in Class S, we have number six Stafford going to number three Bloomfield, and I know that everyone says Bloomfield Invitational. I think Stafford's really good. Yeah, they're young. Their young kids are getting better, but. I don't think this is the year. I think Bloomfield will win this game and uh, go to the and go to the semifinals again. Bloomfield, I heard. Uh, I, Bloomfield receivers are just ridiculous. They're fast. Anthony Simpson, uh, Javon Massey, 
And then when when Bryden is on target, I heard Bryden wasn't Darren Bryden wasn't wasn't on target as well as uh, as well as he could have been against Glastonbury in that season finale. But they got some dudes, man, on defense yeah. and <laughs> bear. Bloomfield's good. Bloomfield's, so uh, yeah, Bloomfield's good on offense, and um, yeah, I just think it'll be too much for Stafford this year. Let's move up to Class M. All right, in Class M, the quarterfinals, we got number eight SMSA at number one Rockville. I'm restoring the Rock. Rockville wins. Yeah, I don't think Rockville's losing this game. Listen, they were the class of the Pequot. I mean, we've seen Pequot champs get get knocked off, undefeated Pequot champs get knocked off by a team that was seven and three. Remember uh, Coventry a few years back? They they lost to SMSA. I think it was SMSA. Yeah. Right. 2017. SMSA has been in this spot. Where you, they they went in there, they played the undefeated Pequot champs, and guess what? SMSA won that game. I haven't seen SMSA. You have. You saw them against Stafford. Uh, do they have a shot in this game, Pete? I no, they no. don't. I I wasn't really impressed with the way that they played against Stafford, and I saw what Rockville did to Stafford yeah. a couple of weeks ago. I just think that you know this. This Rockville team is just too good in the Pequot. And to get a Pequot team, this will be an easy win for for the Rams. Uh, yeah. Dufour, John O'Coin. It's a night on the line. Yeah, it's a loaded team. I don't see him stopping now. Yeah. All right, the next one. Um, Rockville. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of had a feeling. All right, we got number five, Weston, traveling to Brookfield to play number four, ATI. Not a far ride for Weston. Weston's uh, licking its chops. You know, Getz, Sawyers. They, they've wanted to be here since they took over. So they basically started taking over the program when they were sophomores, and they missed out on the 6-4 and four season when um, when Jonathan Law got in. Yeah, right. And uh, they missed, and then they missed last year going 7-3. and three. Um, um, So they, they wanted to be here all year. James Getz is healthy. This team's dangerous. I think this is a really good Weston team. Like you said at the beginning, you were all over them yep. last year. You said yep. they're going to be in the playoffs next year. Watch. And sure enough, here we are. Um, I have not seen them. You have. But uh, just what I've seen, they only had that one hiccup against New Fairfield. I'm sure they'd love to see New Fairfield again. I'm picking the Trojans. Yeah, I'm going with Weston as well. All right. Now, this one's interesting. Yeah, number two, Waterford at uh, hosting number seven, Granby Canton. Now, we liked Granby Canton a lot at the beginning of the year. Yeah. We thought they'd be here. We expected them to be here. Now months. they're here. You got Waterford. They're 9-1 and one coming from the ECC. Maybe not the strongest. Uh, <clears throat> maybe not the strongest conference in the state, though they do have three playoff teams. But you look, you know, they beat Plainfield. Eh, Plainfield won eight games. All right. Um, Bacon Academy seven and three. Uh, Griswold Wheeler seven and three. Woodstock seven and three. But none of those teams really jump out at you, and you're like, oh, wow, that's a huge win. You know, Waterford. They didn't play Killingly. They didn't play NFA. They didn't play New London. They didn't play any of those big schools. So, yeah, they're nine and one, and you know, you can't take anything away from that. I just don't really jump out at me. It's like, oh, this one's going to be an easy game to pick. Well, who are you picking? Are we going to go first? No, I mean, I'll go. I'm going to take Granby Canton. No, I'm going with Jackson Rome, San Anthony, uh, Antonezzi. I, I like their running game. They got something like 32 rushing touchdowns this year. I think they're going to run the ball. They're going to control the clock, and I think uh, the co-op is going to win. 
Yeah, and I've seen that they have a pretty good defense against uh, some of those teams, um, uh, like you know some of those great passing teams. I mean, Rockville only scored what 14 points on them. Yeah. I hear a lot of great things about Ryan Back and the uh, quarterback at Waterford. I watched a little bit of film on him when I was looking for their uh, qualifying card, uh, their huddle reel, so I could use. I didn't. I was there was one game I wanted to go out and see, and I didn't get to see it. But uh, um, you know, he's got a lot of receivers. Pete Sutman. You hear a lot of the guys who've been involved in baseball championships, basketball championships. I mean, you know, Watertown knows how to win titles, man. That this 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 generation this last four you know they've they've been really good really good waterford um i'm gonna go with the lancers i like the lancers here uh i think again jackson roman and granby i know they're gonna be giving me a lot of hell for for picking against them but i feel like i need to mix it up a little bit here and uh you know i'm gonna take the two seed to, to advance to the semifinals all right and then the big one number six new fairfield going to number three killingly running people Mm. over RPO versus they can um, sling it. JT Thuzen. Oh, they can sling it. They right. can sling it. But how about the how about the kid who's been stepping up for Killingly this year? Jack Sharp, man. That kid is like I was talking to Jimmy Zanner from the uh, Norwich Bolton. He said he is Spencer Lockwood, the next generation. <laughs> yeah, he's he said the kid is just going to be tremendous. He's only what a sophomore. Yep. He's going to be good, and they got Jacob Nurse the quarterback there. They. He said at the beginning of the year, what a great job Chad Neal has done with yeah, this Yeah, they're program. in the playoffs, what, for the fifth straight? They made it 16, 15, they 16, 17, 18. Fifth straight year in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the state tournament. They won the title in 17. Heck, they could have won it last year if they didn't have to play St. Joe's in the semifinals. Yeah. Well, thank God St. Joe's out of here. Yeah. MM's got a little, little more mystery to it now yep. with teams that are all very much alike. So I like that. Thank you for doing that. I don't know about Berlin, but hey. Um, I'll take St. Joe out of there before I take put Berlin back. But oh man, JT Thuzen's really good from New Fairfield. Yep. And they have and Matt, back there. I'm not going to try and pronounce Man, his last name. Constantinides. Constantinides. Tremendous athlete. He can sling it. Uh, he can sling. He's a little cross player. They're supposed to sling it, you know. And he's a Fogo there. Wow, Fogo. I mean, he's he's their face-off specialist. I mean, he he can just a great athlete. They're going to be really good in lacrosse this year as well. They got to win that state championship again. But um, but uh, that's a tough bus ride. I've seen many a team go over to Killingly and lose on the grass at Killingly. And that cannon. Okay, if and you let Killingly score, that, that cannon goes off. It's scary. I could totally see New Fairfield going up there and winning. I think they're going to be a real big, trendy pick. But guess what? At the beginning of the year, I picked Killingly to win it all. I'm not changing now. I'm going with the Red Hawks. Really? I'm going with New Fairfield. Of course you are. I'm going with New Fairfield. I said this last week, and I've said it before. Don't let them get in. Don't let them get in. Don't let them get in because they're good. Well, Chad Neal knew. Chad Neal's been there. I'm sure that must have been a great. He must have, when they did the Brookfield uh, trip, he must have made a little stopover (laughs) to to New Fairfield. It's only up Route 37 just a little bit. Yeah, I just think that they're really good. I think this is the best game in and might be the best game of the quarterfinals. And uh, I think Yo. it's going to be a great, great game. I might have to go to that I, game. I think you are. Um, <laughs> I've never been to a Killingly football game. Breaking news, I think you're going to that game. Did you not look at the schedule yesterday? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, New Fairfield's going to win. All right, so that's M. Now we're moving up to the L bracket, which we got the three teams in that we wanted at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we got St. Chosen, we got Handin, and we got New Canaan in. 
and uh, it's going to be fun. All right, right off the bat, first corner final matchup, we got number eight, Wilton going to play number one, St. Joe's, for the second time this year. What was the score the first time? Yeah, it was a lot too little. I'm taking St. Joe's. Yeah, I'm taking St. Joe's. I think their defense is too good. Welcome back, Wilton, but yeah. see, you, see you later. Yep. <laughs> All right, next one we got uh, Weathersfield at New Canaan. Going down the Dunning Field. I mean, I keep thinking back to that 2005 game when East Lyme, nobody, nobody gave East Lyme a shot. I even told New Canaan on the sidelines toward the end of the season they were losing to Trumbull, which was a really good team that year. I said to those guys, I said, uh, don't worry. When you get in the playoffs, you're going to win. Because East Lime's coming in. That was when they had four in there. East Lime came down to uh, Dunning Field. Kicked like an 80-yard field goal <laughs> to win it. Buchanan was knocked out. And then they didn't lose the next four years. Yeah. And Curtis Casale had to I mean, lose championships, I should say. Curtis Casale came and won. It was just you know, tremendous job there. But... Weathersfield going to the belly of the beast. The new cannon just knocked off Darian. I can't pick against the Rams. I would love, absolutely love to see that battle. Guida, Connor Pace. Let's go. Yeah, I think, you know, Weathersfield's going to have to get mono the ball. Mono and mono. Weathersfield's going to have to get the ball to Connor Pace if they're going to want to stay in this game. Uh, and I know Weathersfield gave hand a little run there in the first quarter when they played, but I really just, New Canaan's playing so well right now. Their defense is... Playing just beat awesome. Darian. Yeah, their defense is playing awesome. They just awesome. shut Darian out. Yeah, the Darian's offense though doesn't impress me that much. Um, I don't see Drew Pine get it, and I don't see Drew Pine losing this Absolutely. game. Absolutely, again, he's the best player on the field. Yep. He's looked awesome. I wasn't at the St. Joe's game, but the number show with the number show in those six, seven games after, he's been lights out, and they can run the ball now. Yeah, that's they're important. running the ball. These guys are stepping up. These guys at the beginning of the year that we didn't know any of their names. Yeah. So. Very much like last year. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And then last year they went to the double L final. So. New Cannon, St. Joseph, yep. round two, coming up. And uh, then we move down the bracket. We got number seven, Newington, taking the trip to the surf club to take number two, Hand. Let me just say this. We didn't mention it. Hand beat up Guilford. And it was 61 to 7. It was like 34 to 0. In the I think it was, yeah, I think it was 61 nothing on the third. And I think Guilford scored late. But Hand needed a game like that. You know we don't we're not the you know we don't root for blowouts or teams running up the score, but I think Hand needed a game like that to assert their dominance after they struggled for a couple of weeks, and I think that was huge for their confidence now heading into the postseason. I don't think Hand loses this game at all. Hand, well, first of all, the Surf Club in November, forget about it. It's gonna be cold. I mean, last year <laughs> it's be cold. last year it was foggy. Yeah. I couldn't see anything, but and then Windsor just disappeared into the mist. It's like the mist. The, uh, you ever see that movie? Oh. It's like the mist or the fog. But this time it's just going to be freezing. And then listen, there's going to be deer in the headlights down there. Good luck, Jason. Good luck. I mean, it's not. It may not be hand of last year. A lot of people are saying that, that it may not be hand of last year. But yeah. It's certainly hand, and it's certainly the surf club. You'll know it when you get off the bus. I'm yep. taking the Tigers. Yeah. Obviously. Well, obviously. All right, and now the final one in L. We have number six, Berlin, making the short trip down the Berlin Turnpike to get to Meriden for the, fa- uh, for the Falcon Field to play number three, Maloney, who dispensed of Platt. Impressively. In- yes. Uh, yeah, your boys. James Tarver, man, five touchdowns, 280 yards. He, I think Ned calculated his stats. He's got something like 120 carries the last, like, four weeks. That's insane. I think the glass slipper has finally fallen off uh, Berlin's foot here. Yeah. Uh, you know, going to the Falcon Field, Maloney just absolutely dissecting Platt. 
we're gonna get ourselves a class L championship rematch. This time at the Surf Club. Yeah. See you there. Yep. Loney versus Hand. Yep. I agree. All right, now double L. This bracket. I love this bracket so much. I really do. We got number eight NFA traveling to number one Newtown. And as Sean mentioned before, they played last year and they have a little history. They played all the way back in 2012 and they beat up Newtown. Beat them up 63-21. That was a stunning game. The Newtown returned the favor last year, beating NFA 51-14. And even after that game, a lot of the kids on Newtown talked about making up for that 2012 game. Yeah, and now it's going to be NFA making up for that uh, 2018 game. And not only that, trying to stick it again to Shelton. Yeah, every win NFA gets every is going time to be a now stick they, to Shelton. You know, backup quarterback has been playing better. I mean, he's their, he's their third stringer. Yeah. But, they, you know, you just throw the ball up to those three receivers, man, and they get it. Yeah. Uh, they 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 put it to new. They were down early to New London. Um, mm, and they, they just ran away, with just it. ran away with it. But uh, you know it's 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 funny. Like Newtown had just gotten in that 2012 game. Newtown had just gotten over the hump of beating Massick, mm-hmm. John Murphy's last game and Massick head coach. An absolute just awesome game. 21-14. They won that. Uh, just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and then everyone was you know, picking Newtown. That was like that kind of started the wow. Newtown just can't get out of the quarterfinals. Yeah. The next year they lost to Ridgefield mm-hmm. in, in a crazy game. Ridgefield came right off the bus and just smacked him in the face. Yeah. So I think they might have been still reeling from that NFA loss, and everyone was stunned. And that kind of started the legend of Marcus Outlaw, who went on to have a great career. Yep. Um, but he went to BC first, and then he went to Coastal Carolina, and uh, he had you know he had a pretty good career there. Now he's an assistant coach. Now he's bringing his little brother. Yeah. Could we see a repeat of that? No, I don't think so. I think Newtown is clearly the, just an awesome team. Yeah. I'm taking the uh, Nighthawks. At blue and gold, taking the Nighthawks. Yeah, I'm going to take the co-SEC champions in this one in <laughs> Newtown as well. All right, moving down the bracket, we got number five, Cheshire, taking the long trip up to number four, Simsbury. Yeah, like I said in the uh, up at the top of the show, I, I, I think, you know, I like I saw Simsbury, been a, been a good team all year. Awesome job by Dave Masters to get the, the Trojans back to the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. I think Cheshire, though, now, they whew, they want to get back there. They, they have a chip on their shoulder. They feel like they, they should have won that game against Southington. It really showed you that, uh, you know, they uh, they beat Shelton early in the year. I think they feel like they should have they put them back in Tier 1. Forget the second-year stuff, SEC. Put them back in Tier 1. Anyway, I, I like the Rams uh, pulling out. They got, they got something to prove now. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cheshire, too. All right. <clears throat> now the next one, we got number seven, Ridgefield, taking the trip up to number two, Southington. This one's interesting because, you know, other than when Southington won those back-to-back titles in 13 and 14, and they were like the class of double L while Darian was in L, and, you know, all these other teams that weren't in double L or weren't competing in Southington was kind of dominating. And then... Darian was up to double L and beats up Southington two years in a row. And then Southington really hasn't gotten back there. They lost in the first round last year. They missed the playoffs the year before. But can Southington beat that FCAC team? Can they get over that hump and beat the FCAC team? And Ridgeville has a history of knocking off like high seeds in this tournament when they get in. The last time they were in 16, they knocked off West Haven. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, I took West Haven to win that year. They were my number one team in the poll heading into the playoffs. Ken Strong Stadium, and we didn't know a whole heck of a lot at the time about Ridgefield, and they went in there and they uh, they smoked them. 
And they went to uh, the finals that year. And they went to the championship and lost to Darien 28 to whatever it was, 0 or 10, whatever, 7. But, uh, you know, this Richfield team, the defense, I think, is tremendous. But, you know, Danbury did get some points. And Rit- and Southington, now they got the, uh, Brady Lafferty, the quarterback, has got some great receivers. I mean, Carl Ullman's great. He was playing awesome in the he Cheshire game. You have Vitti catching everything that came his way. I mean, he was, like, snaring balls out of the, out of the air. And then don't forget about Dylan Cole. And Dylan Cole with that great – Someone was saying it looked like Christian McCaffrey on that run. He, he did a little spin move. He danced out of a few tackles. Cole had a nice touchdown run there, and he was a workhorse. He had about like 140 yards rushing in that game and a, touch, and a touchdown uh, in regulation. So, um, you know, I think Southington's really, you know, like you said this all day, I think Southington really knows what it's all about. Ridgefield uh, offense sometimes worries me, but they did a nice job against Danbury. Uh, I don't think Danbury's got the Southington's defense, and Billy Carr was just lights out. Yeah, and Southington's defense played really well against Darien. And you know, it was early in the year. Let's let's not forget about well, that. When was the last time Southern gave up more than more than a regulation touchdown? Think uh-huh. about that. Yeah. So I mean it might have I mean but uh you know so their defense is really what carries them and I think the offense is when they get it going it's good enough. You worry a little bit but I'm gonna have to take the Knights. Yeah, I'm going to take the Blue Knights as well. Southington go into the semifinals. Who will they play? Number six, Greenwich, or number three, Darien, in the rematch that we all wanted. It's a little earlier than we wanted, but this is a game that we want to see again because that game came down to the final play. You know Darien's going to be fired up. We we think so, but they weren't last year. They weren't last year. They looked like they were ready to cash it in going to uh, to I said Gold. it. Going to Bloom Gold Stadium and uh, Mason just <laughs> ran him over. But you know, Greenwich is going to be fired up. Yeah, Redemption I think they want time. this game. Not only do they want this game, they want to do it convincingly. They they saw what uh, New Cannon was doing. They want to get it in on that action. Yeah, you know what I mean. AJ Barber, he's did, healthy. Didn't he have played. a great game though first time. Well, he was he was cramping up. He cramped up. Uh, the next week, uh, two weeks later, against Ridgefield, but it looked like he played he the whole game a few balls. against Staples. Listen, AJ Barber's on. Look out! Yeah, and that defense is really good. Just, but now you got to go there. Make sure you get off the bus, Greenwich. Yeah, don't, don't like you stay in the locker room for the first quarter of that last game. You know though that uh, uh, the locker room walks a little shorter at Darien yeah. than at Greenwich. <laughs> but you know, Ranello feels like all right now. I got my shot. Yeah, he's got. He's. Got, we talked about it the first time they played Darian. This is a shot to make a name for himself, and he played well. He, you know, made the mistake at the end of the game. Now he's got redemption. Even even Morello, like this yeah. is. I, Second chances do not come often, and when they do, you have to make the most of them. You know, we, we you know we talk about uh, Greenwich, the defending. This is not the same team. If you no. haven't seen Greenwich before, it's not the same team. Yet Eddie Ayuteri's still there. But you know, and a couple other guys. But uh, it's and, and Barber, obviously. But it's not. It's not. A lot of any. the same last names with different kids. A lot of yeah, you'll see a lot of names. Like, what do you mean it's not the same team? Like, well, Muir, Comi- well, Camizio is Kobe. Um, Muir is Mason. Yeah, Mason is Muir now. I mean, all those other guys that you're so worried about last year would be on the sidelines. <laughs> so uh, they're watching, it's cheering. But um, I can't pick against Granite here. You know, I feel like they. I feel like this. This story is gonna. It's just gonna be. I feel like it's a good story. I think Greenwich. Yeah, I'm taking Greenwich too. I thought I. I thought I would be the only one, but I just. 
like I said about second chances, they don't come often, and when they do, you need to make. I think they're pretty even teams, and I think Darian just jumped on them. That was it. Okay, so yeah, and I think Morello took his licks, and he's going to have the boys prepared this time. Who did we? We had this one as a final last year. Uh, last year, at the beginning of the season, we had this game as a final, and I think I picked Darian to win it. Yeah, you picked Darian. I did. The game's I'm, not going to be at Boyle. I'll tell you that one. I'm trying to. Yeah, no, it will not. Are they trying to move the Darian Granite game to Boyle? <laughs> Might as well, right? <laughs> they did that to Southington, remember? Yeah. Darian wants to play at home. I don't blame him. Bringing all grants there. Big get, big crowd. All right, so that's a that's a truncated show there for you. There you, get to, you got our picks of the quarterfinals. Remember when you're out there, stay warm and stay hydrated. For Pete Pagwaga, I am Sean Patrick Bowley. This has been the Meat Grinder on Game Time CD. Later.